Hi, welcome to the shallow dive on the Dafyomi. I hope you enjoy. Tainus Dafyomi and Alex. Towards the top, after the two dots. Tonorabono. Eretz Mitzrayim. Hadadal Meas Parso. Aldal Meas Parso. The land of Egypt is 400 by 400 Parso. And that's one sixtieth of the size of Kush. And Kush is one sixtieth of the size of the world. The world is one sixtieth of the garden. The Garden of Eden is 60 times larger than the world, and Eden is 60 times larger than the Garden of Eden. And Eden is 160th of Gehenna, Purgatory. Nimsa kola olam kulo kekisli kadeira legehenna. It comes out, if you make the calculation, that the entire world is like a pot cover for Gehenna. With Gehenna being by far the largest component. Vyeshomrim Gehenna. Vyeshomrim Gehenna ein loshir. And some say that Gehenim does not have a measure. The Yeshomrim, Eden, Ein Loshir. Some say that Eden, which again we said was 60 times the Garden of Eden, doesn't have a measure. On Rabbi Yosha, my Tersiv, Rabbi says, that which is written, Shochenes, on Maim Rabim, the Pasuk in Yermio, Shochant, on Maim Rabim, Rabos Otsaros Bokitseich, Amos Bitseich. Mi Gerim, the Babal Shu Otsraseha Meleos, dwelling on much water associated with a great abundance to be stored. What is the source of Babylonia that it has its storage full, such bounty of bar, of grain? It is because it dwells on much water. Amarav Atira Bavel. Rav said Bavel is rich. Dechatsto Lomitra. Because it can be harvested without rain. Rabaye Naktinon Tovani Velo Yuvshani. Preferable to have waterlogged, drenched land and not arid, dry land. Let's see Rashi. Nimsa kola olo kekisu kedero. Based on this calculation of the size of all these components of creation, it comes out that the entire world is like a covering of a pot of Gehenim. A cotton connected like a small pot covering over a big cauldron. I say about the briskarov. When it seemed that there was popular following for things that he held were wrong within the Jewish world, in a reference to this Gemara, he would say, 
There's plenty of room in Gehenna. It's very large. Rav Moshe Feinstein did not like that Shtikal Torah. Rav Moshe did not hold like that. Apparently he held like the suggestion Yiv Shomrim Eden in Loshir. Let's take a look at the Mishnah. Oh, we have more Rashi's. Shochen HaSamayim Rabim Rabbos Ozros Bo Kitcho Amos Batzeho Shrabo Ozroseho Shekono Oshe There's great accumulation of grain in Babylonia. Maim Rabim, it's on a multitude of waters. Shmashkin so saying that irrigate its fields. The Bavel Amuka Mikolaratos. Bavel is a low lying land, it's deep. Gushamim Metaftafim Yadisham. And the rain accumulates and drips down to Babylonia. Atiro Bavel, Babylonia is rich. Ashirahi Bavel Shikotsar Batfua Lomotar. In Babylonia they're able to harvest wheat, grain, Without rain. Sha'in Srikhanagishmab. They don't need Geshem, they don't need rain. Naktinon. Tahochi Khatsta Bovel Blometra. Dituvani. Himokom Mitsuo Vidakik. Better to have a muddy area, swampy area. Below Yuvshani, Shaini Vesha. And not an area that's arid. Better too much than too little when it comes to moisture for crops. Tells us, Tuvani velo yuvshani, pirish mutavlios ba'aretz shehilecha mekshiyavesha. Better to be in a land that is, has abundant moisture than a land that is arid. Let's see the Mishnah. On the third day of Cheshvan, we ask for rain. Ramagamliel says, on the seventh of Cheshvan, is when we begin asking for rain. This is 15 days after Sukkis. In order that, the last one should arrive from Israel to the Euphrates River. Different opinions here. Let's see Rashi. Kilomar b'shiva marcheshvan hu tezvav achar chag. The seventh of cheshvan is fifteen days after the chag sukkis. Kedei shegiya ha'achron kilomar kodem biasmaim lenohar paras. Before the stragglers come, before. The coming of the water to the Euphrates River. Shurachok Yosef. That's far, it's further. Before the waters come to the Euphrates, interesting Hagdara, Rashi is tole on the water. Not before the people come, but before the water comes. But the, the Mishnah says, Kdeshiya Achron Shabbi Yisrael, the Naraparas. It's a little bit unclear what Rashi wants. And Amiri explains what's going on also. Rotolomar. What does this mean? Rabban Shimon Gamliel Omer Ein Sholin Ela Bezayin B'Macheshvan Shem Tezvav Yom Yomim Achar Yom Acharon Shalchag K'day Shegir Acharon Sheberetz Yisrael Rotolomar Mi Shemamtin Lotzitz Somebody who tarries to leave until the passing of Sokis, Ad Lenohar Pras, until arriving at the Euphrates, Velo Yarbu Memov, Kolkach, Ad Lava. And the rains shouldn't swell the river, making a crossing impossible. People are going to cross the Euphrates and delaying two weeks, delaying the praying for rain for two weeks 
will give people time to get to the Euphrates and cross the Euphrates because once the rain accumulates enough and starts coming into the river, it swells and becomes challenging or impossible to cross. That's how the Meiri explains what this consideration is 15 days after the Chag. In Gilead Ashas, Rabbi Kivyegar says, on the Mishnah, on the Pras, Ein Tosus Rosh Hashanah, Dav Chav Kimol Bebez, Diver Maschel Kama. Let's take a look. Kama, Havilut Lossen, Vitaratim, what is the distance between the various outposts where they would light the bonfires to convey the Kiddush HaChodesh, the sanctification of the new moon? Tamo. Tosas has a kasha. It's a wonder. Bizman, Shebe Samikdash Kayim, Nami, Machikituva. Gemara says there was a change in terms of the distance between places that with the exile grew a winding of the roads, as it were, and it became a longer distance between various locations. Things were not as straight as they used to be. His raya is from Argamor. That it was 15 days from Jerusalem to the edge of the land of Israel. In order that the last one in the land of Israel should arrive at the Euphrates River. And this is towards Babylonia because the Euphrates is towards Babylonia. Don't differentiate between the first temple and the second temple. In order to address this question, how long is the distance, essentially, between Jerusalem and Babylonia? Stosis answers. One, one must say that there's a strip of land that goes out from the land of Israel on one side towards the Euphrates that is outside of Babylonia. And this matches with our understanding. If you look at that map, you don't have to be a cartographer to see that the Euphrates starts in Turkey. That's in the north and winds its way southeast, all the way towards Iraq through the top of Iraq, towards the bottom of Iraq, moving in the direction of northwest to southeast. So this strip of the Nohar Pras, the Euphrates, that is outside of Babylonia, at the north of Israel, is in fact outside of Babylonia, and that that area is different than the area, than, than the span between Israel and Babylonia. To say that Israel is 400 by 400 parasols. If it's exactly square, so going from the center, with an average travel time of 10 parasols a day, which is typical. So then you're not going to get to 15 days, you're going to get to 20 days. 
And further, the Jordan River, which is on the eastern side of the land of Israel, is one day's journey from the east of Jerusalem. So, how does this calculation of 400 by 400 parasol fit with what we know about the land of Israel and the relationship between Jerusalem and the Jordan River? Tosos does not give an answer. 400 parasol by 400 parasol, which, by the way, is the same size that we saw our Gemara saying is the land of Egypt. The smallest measure. So it's Archean. Tosus doesn't have an answer. Doesn't explain it. It could be. It's 400 by 400. If you would round it out. But the actual shape of Eretisral is oblong. So it's the area of 400 by 400, but not the shape of a perfect square of 400 by 400. Let's see the Gemara. Amr Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar said, Halacha Rabban Gamliel. The halacha is in accord with Rabban Gamliel, who said, Zayin in Marcheshvan is when we start asking for rain. Tanya, we have a b'raisa. Chananya Omer, Chananya says, that's true in the land of Israel that we start davening for rain in the ninth bracha of the Amidah from the seventh of Mar Cheshvan. However, in Chutz Laaretz, until we wait until 60 days into the Tkufa, Tkufa's Tishrei. Tkufa's Tishrei is a calculation of the the changeover from summer to fall according to the calculation of Shmuel, which is simple to calculate a time of a year calculated at 365 days and 6 hours which is much easier to calculate than Rav Ada Bar-Ava's calculation, although Rav Ada Bar-Ava's calculation is more precise and is used in the more complex calculations of the Jewish calendar. So Tkufas Tishrei begins the switch from summer to fall. Sixty days after that is when in the Gola, in Chutzlarz, we start asking for the rain. Amar of Huna Barchia, Amar Shmuel, Halacha Kehananya. Rav Huna Barchia says in the name of Shmuel that the halacha is in accord with Hananya. Aini, is that really the case? Vaha ba mi name is Shmuel. Me'emos matkarinan v'sein talamata. They asks from Shmuel, from when do we begin recalling in our beseeching for rain, St. Talmata Levracha, give, do, and rain for blessing. He answered, from the time that the logs are brought in for storage to the house of Tavos the trapper. Apparently, he was a wealthy trapper. And he had a lot of logs. And that was the time, the beginning of the rainy season, when he brought in the logs after drying to be stored inside. Dilma, Perhaps they're both the same calculation. Meaning it's 60 days from Tkufas Tishrei. And here's a simon of when that actually comes out. When Tavos, this trapper, would bring in his logs from the field to be stored inside. Boiluhu. Yom Shishim. Kilifne Shishim. 
The Shaila is, what is the exact calculation? The 60th day itself, is it like before the 60th? And you're still not asking for rain in Chutzlaris? Or is it like after the 60th? And the 60th itself is already the day when you change to start asking the same Talmud to Lebrach. Toshma, come in here. Rav Omar, Yom Shishim, Rav said the 60th day is itself when the change takes place, and it's like beyond 60. Shmuel disagrees. He says, no, you really start the change at the 61st day, but the 60th day is like the previous time when we are not yet asking for rain. Amr of Nachman bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak stated, Vesimonech, how do you know who said what regarding the 60th day? Eloi bo maya, tatoi lo bo maya. The one above needs water, and the one below does not need water. What does that mean? Let's see Rashi. Eloi bo maya, the one above needs water. Ha'omdim baharim tzrichim yosemayim. The ones who are in the mountains need more water. Because the waters roll down from the mountains, therefore the mountain areas need more water, more rain. The lower areas do not need the rain. Because all the waters that rain onto the mountains flow into the valley. Ochanami, Rav Shahoya Meretz Yisrael, so too Rav that was in the land of Israel, Kidamrinon Be'almo, Chi Asa Rav Lebovel, Meretz Yisrael Gavo Mikol Aratzos, the land of Israel is considered higher than the other lands. Mishim Hochi Omar, Kila Acher Shishim, that's why he said the 60th day is like after 60, meaning start asking for rain a day earlier. And in Babylonia, because there's not such a great need for rain, they don't start asking until 60 days after Tkufas Tishrei. And that's our custom. Rashi tells us, all of our customs follow in the diaspora what was done in Babylonia. Along these lines, Rabbeinu Gershom speaks out, Eloi bo maya, above they require water, Rav, to have a merit bo mayim b'shishim. Rav, from the land of Israel, required and started asking for water on the 60th day from Tukufas Tishrei. Tatoi lo bo down below they did not require water, they were not asking water. Shmuel, to have mibavel, Shmuel from Babylonia, ad lasof lo bo maya, he only started requesting the rain from the 61st day from Tkufas Teshrei. Let's see the Mishnah. The 17th of Cheshvan has come. And the rains have not yet fallen. The individuals would begin fasting a series of three fast days. Let's see eat and drink from when it became dark because they would not eat from the day like Yom Kippur and Tishabab. So these fasts are day fasts. We find the makar of a day fast on Tsar and some suffering in the Torah by the war with Amalek. 
was until the night. From the night they were able to eat. So they started the fast in the morning and concluded by the night. And this is in contrast to Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av that are full day fasts, where the night is also included. And even when there's a prohibition on eating and drinking during the daylight hours of these three days from the 17th of Mahajvan, the other prohibitions that would apply on Yom Kippur are not applicable. So one's allowed to engage in their work, they're allowed to bathe, anoint themselves, wear leather shoes, and have relations. Gir Rosh Chodesh Kislev, that is for Yechidim. Once Rosh Chodesh Kislev comes about, the Lo Yard Goshamim, if the rains have still not fallen, so the problem of not having rain has intensified, Bezdin goes in Sholosh Tanyos Al Hatsibu. Then the court enacts a series of three fasts on the community, not just for Yechidim, but now for everybody. The problem is acute at this point. Ochlin Vishosin, Mishra the same structure, that it is a day fast, and eating and drinking is continued at night. There's no restriction at night, only during the day. And even while it, there are restrictions of eating and drinking, the other restrictions that apply on Yom Kippur do not apply during the fast time of these three fasts. Let's see the Gemara. Who are these individuals that start fasting on their own before the famine or the drought intensifies from the 17th of Marcheshvan? Ravuna says these Yechidim are Rabbonah and Torah scholars. Ravuna said further, Yechidim misanim shloshatanyos. When do these Yechidim, these individuals, fast? The series of three fasts. Sheni v'chamishi v'sheni. On a Monday, followed by a Thursday, concluded on the subsequent Monday. Micah Mashmalan, what is he coming to teach us? Tanina, this is the Mishnah. We have a teaching that says you do not decree fast for the community beginning on Thursday. In order to avoid having a surge of prices in the marketplace. Let's see what the issue is. Tanina of Pirkin Lakamon, Rashi says, Ein gozer tanias chulo, shelo lafkia esa sha'arim, sh'imohe maschilin nisanos bechamishi, if they would initiate the fast on a Thursday, hayukonin lemotze tainis, sh'tesudos gedolos, then they would be purchasing for the breakfast, two large meals. Echadatainis, one at the conclusion of the fast, Shabbos, and one in preparation for their Shabbos needs, also a great meal. The seller is going to see, wow, people are really stocking up. There must be an impending famine. And it will cause a soaring of prices. That is a concern. By creating excess demand on a Thursday, it could cause a great increase in the prices, the market prices. Let's see Tosos. In goes Rintanias Alatzibur, Betchila Bachamishi, Shalafke Sha'arim, Pira Shaidesh, also Tzibur Tainis. Because the community is making a fast, 
יקנו מוזון של חמיש ושל שבס, וכסבורים העם יוקאי הפקיעו שערים. ואל זה דמנד זה גונה בי אינפרשן של סקרסיטי, והפרייסס זה גונה בסור. So therefore, they did not enact a fast beginning on a Thursday. Ela sholosh tanios rishonos sheni vechamishi vesheni. These first three series of fasts begin on a Monday, continue on a Thursday, and conclude on the subsequent Monday. Ma'al d'teimo, what is it coming to say? To teach you. Hani mili tzibur avayochid lo. I would have thought that the original teaching is for the tzibur, but by yochid, By the individuals, the Rabbonan, maybe they would start on a Thursday because they're not going to move the needle that much. They are, after all, called Yechidim, individuals. Kamash Malon, therefore, it's coming to teach you not that way. And even by Yechidim, the fast day may not be initiated on a Thursday. Tani Nami Hochi, we have a Brysa supporting this. כשהתחילו היחידים לסנוס, when the individuals begin their fast, מסנין, שני וחמישי ושני. They begin on Monday, continue on Thursday, and conclude on the following Monday. ומפסיקים בראש החדשים, and they take a break for ראש חודש. תפים וירם הבייז, וביומים טובים, הקסובים במגילוס טיינס, as well as the יומים טובים that are written in Megillus Tainus, a compilation of days when we do not fast or have eulogies, various minor celebrations. Let's see Rashi. Aval Yechidim Lo, Shalosh Tainus Sheyechidim Osin Kodom Metzibar, the three series of fasts that the individuals engage in before the drought gets so bad that everybody gets involved. We would have thought that individuals would not be included in this rule of avoiding beginning on a Thursday because there are not that many of them and it's not going to negatively impact the market price. But nonetheless, that is the halacha. Umafsikim brosh ha'chadoshim, she'im chal rosh chodesh b'sheni v'chamishi, v'achar she'eschil l'sanos, poskin tenosim. If rosh chodesh comes out on a Monday or Thursday, after they began a series of fasts, then that breaks their fast. It interrupts their fast. Chen b'yom entovim ha'ksuvim b'migol tenos. Similarly, on the yom entovim, that the minor celebrations mentioned in the collection of Brysus, Megillus Tinus, those also will break the fast, the series of fasts of Monday, Thursday, and Monday. Tana Rabbana. Our sages taught, Al Yomar Adam Talmud Ani. person shouldn't say he's a student. Talmud Ani, says Rashi, Ve'eni choshev kolkach kechidim. And I am not so important like the Yechidim, the Rabbanon, the individuals who do fast from the 17th of Marcheshvan. Who am I to fast with these individuals? The Rabbanon said, a person shouldn't be such an Anu over here. אני איני רואה ליוס יוכי. פרסון שאינן סייד את זה. אלא כל תלמידי חכמים יחידים. All students of the חכמים are considered יחידים. כל התלמידים ראויים לכך. נדה גרסה. All those who study from the חכמים are fit to be included in the יחידים and to fast on the 17th of Maheshvan. Ezu Yachid, Vezu Talmud. Who is the Yachid and who is the Talmud? The Yachid is the one who is required, it's expected of him to fast, 
And the Talmud is the one who is encouraged to fast. But what is the difference? Yochid, kol shiroi limnoso panasal The Yochid is anybody who is of such caliber that he is fitting to be appointed as a leader of the congregation. Talmud, kol bilimudo The Talmud is somebody who has mastery that anyone who asks of him to explain the halacha within the area of his expertise, what he's learning, and he's able to explain. Even in a minor tractate, like Masech's Kal, does not have to be a broad-based knowledge, but adequate depth in the area that he has studied well, see Rashi. Lo kolarot selasos atzma yachid. That's back in the Gemara. Tosfos. Ezu yachid. Chulu. Shiroi lemnosa parnas alatzibor. Leos parnas. Ezu talmid. Kol sheshalun. Varlacha b'chol makom. So Tosfos seems to have a slightly different gear set than us in differentiating the yachid from talmid. Our gears of Talmud is Sholonosid Varlacha Bili Mudo. And Tosus says, Kosha Sholon Varlacha Bechol Makum. Let's see what Tosus says. Akasha, and this is a challenge. Dahacha Mashma, the Kari Talmud, Osa Shideh Lahashiv, Kisha Sholon Varlacha Bechol Makum. This Gemara sounds like, who is a Talmud? Somebody that knows how to answer if he's asked, what is the Halacha anywhere? But Omra, he's able to give an answer. Very broad acumen. His understanding of halacha's knowledge of the Torah is quite, quite uh, far-reaching. Chol makom. Lahasam amirim b'msecha Shabbos perek ve'elu k'sharim. In contrast, the Gemara in Shabbos kufidala Ralph says, "Ezu Talmud, who is considered a Talmud, arayim nosa parnas al tzibur, k'shiyadeya lahashiv kol shesholim v'alacha fil m'seches kal, who is a Talmud that is fit to be appointed." It's when he knows how to answer what is the halacha, even in Masechus Kala. Like what Agamar says. Alma aroylem noso parnas al tzibur havi lahashiv. What does it mean that he's fit to be appointed a leader of the community? It's when he knows how to answer. Lahacha mashma d'osa aroylem noso parnas havi milsachriti. And Agamar sounds like the one who is fit to be appointed, is a different category. Ve'od, and further, the hachamashma, the yachid adif. Here, it's clear that the yachid individual is of a higher caliber than the Talmud. The Gemara is about to say, not anybody wants to make himself considered like a yachid may do so. When he wants to make himself like a Talmud, may do so. There is a differentiation in the status of Talmud. The Davko Kisharav Bo El Mokum Echon, the Chol HaTalmidim Etzlo. There's a different, different gradation within Talmud. When the Rav comes to a place, and all the Talmidim gather around him and ask the Rav, Mashulomid, Veshal Mokum Acher, Vosarav Yodea Lahashib, the Chol HaTalmidim, Chol Echav Echak Fishay Lasso. Who is the Yachid? The Yachid is the Rosh Hashiva's Rosh Hashiva. He's able to answer all the Talmudim, each one in with their holding, even in the rarefied areas of the Halacha, like Mesechas Kal. So that's the Yachid who's Adif Metalmid. The Hacha, that's greater than the Talmud that's mentioned here. Venikra Talmud and Tosa says, like the Mashmos of our Nosach that who is the Talmud that is eligible to consider himself like the Echidim for fasting from the 17th of Cheshvan before the drought intensifies? He is someone who knows how to answer in his 
Dalalam is his area of expertise, Masechta, he's learning, that's also called a Talmud. Let's continue in the Gemara. Ton Rabbanu. Lo kol yochid ose. Talmud ose. Divrei Rabbi Meir. Rashi. Lo kol yochid. Not everybody wants to make himself like a yochid. Le'inyan tainas, for the purpose of fasting, should do so. Ose. Denire megase haruach. It looks like he's being haughty. The Mishnah says that a person should strive to have people be pleased with him. He should not arouse ire that people will say, who does this guy think he is? So even though he's trying to help, but he shouldn't do so in a way that rubs people the wrong way. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ose, Rabbi Yossi says he may do so. And he should be remembered for good. This is not taking on a mantle of praise that he's fasting. But he's taking on the burden of suffering to be fasting for the broader community. But therefore, it's not a problem of looking near Megasei Ruach. Tanya Idoch. We have a Another version, another brisa. Lo kolarotz alasos asmi yochet ose. Talmud ose. Divir Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. Rabbi Shimon magamliel omer b'med var mamurim b'dovah shel shevach. Avav dovah shel tsar ose. V'zoch latov she'ein shevach hulo el tsar hulo. Similar exposition attributed not to Rabbi Yosi, but to Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. I'm sorry, attributed to Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel that qualifies that when what the Talmud is doing is a Shevach, that's when we say he should not do it. It's a praise for him. But if it's a Tsar, if he's suffering for the community, so then he may do so even if he's not really worthy of joining himself to the ranks of those who are supposed to fast at this time. Rashi. Even if he's not a Talmud, he can join the ranks of the Yechidim, the individuals, Lisanas to fast. And he should be remembered for good. This taking up of fasting is a pain for him and it is not taking on a mantle that would appear haughty. Alternatively, Garcinon, lo kolarutsa lasos atzmo yochid ose, talmud ose, kiloma, ve lo kolarutsa nami lasos atzmo talmud, lehisnag atzmo bemidas talmud, bechaluko, ubemitoso, ulis anos, besudashal taminachachamim, ulis his naos, besudashal taminachachamim, beshar advarim ose, the kolarutsa lito lo es hashem, lo ito. Not everybody should dress in the garb of Tamirei Chachamim. Not everybody wants to take the name should take. He has to be up to snuff. He has to be of the right caliber that is appropriate for him. Rabbi Yossi, Aresha, Mustaba, Ki Hai Lishna, Medikam Ahadar, Rabbi Shema Megamliel, Dova Shel Shevach, Eina Osim, Chal Da'ari B'Shevach. Tana Rabbana, Mi Shahaya Mis'ana Al Hatzara, the sages taught somebody who's fasting for some challenge and it passed. For somebody who's sick and became healed. He should still continue his fast to completion. If somebody travels from a place where they are fasting, where they are not fasting, to a place that they are fasting, he should join himself to those that he is in their company and fast with them. If, conversely, he travels, where he starts off, they are fasting, and he is with them, but now he's traveling to another place that they are not fasting, 
Nonetheless, he should complete his fast in solidarity with those that he left. If he forgot and he ate and drank, person should not flaunt this publicly. And even privately, he should not enjoy luxuries. Shinamar, as the verse says, Vayomer the Yaakov Lebanov, Lomo Tisro. As Yaakov said to his sons, by the beginning of the fast of the, of the famine, he told his sons, Lomo Tisro, why should you be seen as satiated? Continues the Gemara. Armalam Yaakov Lebanov, Yaakov said to his sons, Al Tiratzmachem. Do not show yourselves to be satiated. Lo Not before Esav, not before Yishma. In order to not arouse jealousy about you. Let's see Rashi. Also, not only if it ended well and the person who was ill was healed, but even if it ended not well, and the person who was ill died, nonetheless he needs to fulfill his vow and complete the fast. Al Similarly, if the fast was taken for some travail, and it has passed, he needs to be mashlim. Otherwise it looks as though he is making his fast conditional with his maker, and the power of the fast is when it is taken unconditionally. If he's traveling from a place that they are not fasting, sorry, he's traveling from a place where they are fasting to a place where they are not fasting, then he fasts and concludes the fast. All the fasts that were accepted by his countrymen in his city. Rashi says this is based on the stringencies a person takes from where he has left. Gemara in 4th Perak of Psachim. This is implying that it's dependent on his intentions to go back. Meaning the need to keep the chumras of the place that a person is left from, that need is only if he intends to return. Tosus disagrees. If a person is traveling, from a place where they're fasting to a place where they're not fasting, he still needs to conclude his fast. It does not matter if he intends to return to the original location where he came from. Since he accepted upon himself the fast, he must conclude it. And it has nothing to do with the chumras of the Mokom Shiatz Misham. Tosus disagrees with Rashi. See the next Tosus. Lama Tisro. Tosus just adds in Bnei Esav, presumably Bnei Yishmael. Another interpretation, why should you be weak? That sounds like not a, a problem of appearances, but a concern for the future. Don't allow yourself in this looming famine to have your stocks depleted, even though you have enough now. Don't allow your position to become precarious. To so go and 
purchase provisions to strengthen what you have, even though you don't actually need it right now. Let's continue in the Gemara. Al do not become angered in the road. This is what Yosef said to the brothers on their way back to bring Yaakov and the the whole household back to Mitzrayim. Amar Rabbi Lazar, Amar lehem Yosef leachov. Rabbi Lazar explains that Rabbi Lazar, Yosef said to his brothers, "Al tisasku bidvar halacha." Don't become embroiled in debate over the halacha. Shematirgazu alechem aderch, lest you become angry while traveling. Any is that really the case? V'amar Rabbi Lai ba brachio, shnei tamrechachamim shemahalchem aderch. Rabbi Lois says that two Tamil Chachamim that are traveling together and do not have words of Torah between them deserve to be burnt. Shinamar, as the verse states, the Pasik in Malachim Bez Bez Yidalev. Haloch Vidaber, they're going and speaking. And behold, a fiery chariot with fiery horses. And it separated between the two of them, Eliyahu and his Talmud, Elisha. And Elijah the prophet ascended in the tempest, Hashemim, towards the heavens. The reason is because they had Dibor. Pasuk says, if not for the speech between them, they would have deserved to be burnt. So which is it? Yosef says not to learn. And this Memra, Rabbi Loi Babrachia, says to Tutmichachamim must be learning while they're in transit on the road. Let's catch up on Rashi. And become lost. To be burned in fire. Behold, fiery horses. In that same discussion, the Pasuk says they were traveling and speaking. And that is concerning this is what it's written. Lashmina to teach us. If not, they were going in the depths of the halacha. They would not have been spared and saved from this consuming fire, the fiery chariot and fiery horses. The Bach changes. Changes from going in the depth of halacha. He says, They were speaking about a matter of halacha. What's pushing him is the Gemara's answer. Let's see the Gemara's answer. How to be misyashiv with the directive of Yosef not to get bogged down in the learning while they're in transit. Back to Eretz Canaan. In contrast to this Memra of Rabbi Loi, Brabrachia, the two Tamil Chachamim, need to have Tibetara between them. Otherwise, they deserve to be burned. So what's the Yishuv? Lokasha. It's not a difficulty. This is for Migros' girsa, is Bikiyas Haliuni. This is for in-depth analysis. So to go over girsa, just a text, a straightforward uh, discussion of that which is girsa, Rashi says, Hal Migros, Miboyle Boorcha that they should engage in when they're traveling. But a matter that requires deep investigation that they should not become involved in while traveling. So by this answer, the Bach changes the Gersu and Rashi because Rashi's Gersu, the way we have it, is that Elio and Elisha were engaged in the depths of halacha, 
And we're answering that that's not what should be done. That's exactly what Yosef HaTzadik said not to do. But rather, they should be learning Girsa. So therefore, the Bach changes it and says, They're speaking in matters of halacha. But what type? Not omka shalacha, not something that requires depth, but rather girsa, something that was straightforward, piske halachas, halacha that is straightforward and not controversial. See, tells us, Al tigzovderach, v'yesh medrash, al tafsiku medvar halacha. There's a contrary medrash which says, not don't speak in halacha, but rather don't stop from speaking in halacha, which, according to the teaching that we have about Elioanavi and Elisha, so that medrash would be speaking in in line with the resolution of our Gemara that Yosef Atzadik was encouraging them to engage in Girsa Migras to learn piske halachas to ensure that they are protected, not subject to guilt, deserving to be burned, but rather they, they should avoid iune, is not a stira to saying they should dafka, engage in this discussion of halacha that is girsa, piske halachas, clear-cut, non-controversial halacha. Next halachas, and if there's not between them, Words of Torah, they deserve to be burned. There's another Madrash that says that they were engaged in the Oan Elisha in Dvarim Betelim, and that's why they deserve to be burned. The Pliatsuma. I'll call upon him. The Girsa that we have is saying that they were spared from deserving to be burnt because they were engaged in a halacha. And the conclusion of a Gemara is the halacha they were engaged in was Girsa because they were traveling. Nothing that would get them embroiled and bogged down in a way that could jeopardize their journey. Continuing in the Gemara, Masnisa Tano, Alt Siup Siagasa. taught, do not take steps that are overly large, and enter into the city with the sun, do not take overly large steps, because taking these extra large steps can have a deleterious effect on one's eyesight, taking away one five hundredth of their visual acuity. And enter into the city, again, and travel while the sun is still up. In accordance with what Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, a person should always leave when it is good and enter when it is good. As it stated, and the morning was light, and the men were sent off. So the chitov that is being described is when it's R. So they should leave and come back in their travels when there is still light. Try and stay off the road when it's dark. Amr Yehuda Amar Rebichia. Mahalech Baderech Al Yocha Mishne Another teaching concerning travel. When somebody is traveling on the road, they should not eat more than what is eaten during years of famine. My time, what's the reasoning? Here, in Babylonia, they explained it's because of one's intestines. When one is traveling, there's a tendency to have upset stomach if one is eating too much. So keeping the eating to a minimum, like the years of famine, will avoid having an upset stomach. The Marava in the West, in the land of Israel, Amri Mishum Mizoni. They said the reason why in transit to eat light, to eat like the years of famine, is because of the food provisions. When one was traveling, a person needs to be mindful of what they have, 
to ensure that it lasts them for the duration of the journey. My Bainayo, what is between the rationale offered in Babylonia versus Israel? Ikbainayo, there is between them, top of Yeralaf Menalaf, the Yosef Barova, if they're sitting in a ship. Rashi says, Shaholich Bisfina, Mishum Mizone Ika, Mishum Mayana Leka. So the concern while somebody's traveling in a ship is only concern of Mazon, like they're worried about in Israel, because if one is in a ship, they still have limited provisions, so eat light, but they're not walking, they can sit still on the ship, and therefore they do not need to worry about having an upset stomach, so the concern of Babylonia would not be applicable on a ship. Inami, alternatively, Dika'ozil, Me'avno le'avno. In transit from outpost to outpost, Rashi says, Mokom Molon, a place where there is an inn, a tagrim, where you have traders, Kfar from village to village, Mishnachichi Mazoni. There are abundant provisions available. So there are a lot of stops along the way over the course of this long journey. And because there's so many stops on the way, there's no real concern about running out of provisions. However, the concern of the travel causing an upset stomach is applicable, even though in this particular journey, with all the stops along the way, with abundant provisions, that's not a concern, but upset stomach is still a concern, and therefore the concern of Nebavel would apply to, to still eat light, as though one is in a year of famine. Let's continue the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Amar Rav. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Kol ha-mariv atzmo b'shnei ravon nitzom emisa mishone. All who bring upon themselves deprivation in the years of famine will be spared from an unusual death. Shenama, as the verse says, in famine, you have been redeemed from death. Really, the verse should have said, from famine have you been redeemed from death. Rather, this is what the verse is coming to teach you. For the reward, for bringing oneself to hunger in the years of famine, they are spared from an unusual death. That's why it says Bira'av. Amr Shlokish. Shlokish said, It's prohibited for a person to be osik in the midst of Puravu during the years of famine. There's not enough food. Shanamar, as it's stated, And Yosef had two sons born to him before the advent of the years of famine. That those who do not yet have children who have not fulfilled the mitzvah pruvu are able to engage in the mitzvah even though it's years of famine. See Rashi. Rashi says, Misa Mishone, Meis Becherev, Uberav, Chalmisa She'ena Bide Malachamavis, Kiter Chodam Amitasa. What's called a Misa Mishona, an unusual death, is death by the sword or by famine. Any death that is not through the hands of the angel of death, like most people on their bed, that would be considered a Misa Mishona, an unusual death. Bishar, reward, Shemitzar Asmo, And she explains that by joining with the suffering of the Jewish people, he receives this reward. Even though he's not hungry like others because they, he doesn't have, but by depriving himself in solidarity with the Jewish people, he does have this reward to be spared from an unusual death. 
also shamish mitos of shnei ravon, tetzarich adam linhog tsar b'atzmo. Person needs to have the anhog of tsar himself to be in a state of suffering. Lacking children, as we have the Girsa Manochas, Gabim Nera, Mirchsiche, Kulehai, Shalok, Kemapir, Brivia. See, the word in Chsiche means lacking. Tonu Rabbonon, our sages taught, Bizman Shisrol Shruin Bitsar, at the time when the Jewish people are in suffering, Upirish, Echon Mahen, and one of the Jewish people separates himself from them. Two angels that accompany this person. And they place their hands on his head, the one who separated himself from the Jewish people. And they declare, this person who has separated himself from the community, he should not see in the consolation of the community. Tanya Idach, there's a brisa that states, "Bezman shad sibur sharbet sar al yomar adam elich lebeisiv ochav eshte b'shalom elch nashi." Person shouldn't say, in the context where the broader community is steeped in suffering, "I will go to my house, eat and drink, and I'll have peace for my soul." Imosikain, and if somebody does that, alavakosov omer on him the verse states. And behold, there's rejoicing. Kill the cattle and slaughter sheep. Eat meat and drink wine. We shall eat and drink. For tomorrow we shall die. What is written following this verse? It's revealed in the ears of God, the Lord of hosts, if they shall receive atonement for this great sin until, they de- until of their death. Meaning that the separation of oneself from the tsar, the, the suffering of the community, is severe like desecration of God's name, separating oneself from the Jewish people, and the atonement will only come at death. Until here is the measure for Bainanim, 